open on one of the shuttles zooming through the atmosphere. The shuttles uh, Ramsey and Fieri, which I'll say are both the same type of shuttle so that they're functionally the same, except for that Ramsey is temperamental right now. <laughs> Cruises above the mountainous forests where the away team is lost. Which two of these supporting characters would be crewing the Ramsey? I would like to be on the Ramsey. Okay. Do we want to leave? Okay. So then, uh, then, then Locke, who, who did you drag aboard your, your shuttle? Christine, why don't you take the Ramsey with Leah since I just had a pretty long scene with her and we can switch up some voices. Okay. And then I'll stick with Harcrow. Yeah. Harcrow can monitor Locke's uh, health. And of course, um, Dr. Harcrow has replicated sufficient doses of the anti-allergenic hypospray for the away team. So, interior of the Ramsey, we see again our chief engineer, Lieutenant Nadan, and one of our science officers, Lieutenant Kalen. Whoever's operating sensors, give me a reason science, because I think you're probably doing some kind of standard search pattern sort of situation. I think that's all you, Leah. Not a great, not a great combo there, but I can do it. And you will be assisted by the Ramsey. Cool. So, Christine, if you want to roll for the Ramsey, you're looking at a uh, sensor science, which is a seven. I think the default difficulty is probably two. The environmental situation that's made sensors a problem thus far, I'll say, has been negated by the fact that there was a successful roll to outfit the Ramsey for the, well, a, a, a roll to outfit the Ramsey for this mission. Uh, but its sensors are a little mm, temperamental, which will bump the difficulty also. So three. Three is what I'm asking for, ultimately. To remind where our pools sit, there's two momentum and three threat. You can always give me more threat. No, I'll take that momentum. So I'll roll three dice. Dang. Uh, well, I only got one success. And the shuttle only got one, so... Yeah. Yep. Failure. Look, the B team will get better the more they appear. Yes, so uh, Lieutenant Kalen is seeing more of the same mess of hard-to-decipher sensor data, even linked up with Endeavor and with the Fieri. Amanda, I... These sensors are still a mess. I can't make anything out. It's not working. We knew that there was going to be a lot of interference. It's not been frustrated like they sent him in a while. Uh, we're going to have to be a little more rigorous with our maintenance on the shuttles. Can't take a transporter everywhere. No, I suppose you can't. Now, I find it interesting. You've come all the way out here on Endeavor, but you seem very displeased by a lot of these away mission opportunities. Are you the type more happy in a lab, Lieutenant? Happy is a relative term. I just prefer... When I know what's going on, it's a little bit harder to control the outcomes when you are out and away and on mission. Being on the ship, I have everything I need. I prefer to control my surroundings. Then why the hell did you join Starfleet? Because it interested me. Why the hell did you join Starfleet? Because I understood I didn't have control anywhere. Nice. Speaking of no control. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Matter, the sensors just went offline completely. That sounds like a problem, Lieutenant. I agree. Would you mind? Would, would you mind taking? <laughs> would you mind taking a look? We can swap places. All right, take the helm. 
plug in the autopilot for for a moment make sure we're not pointed at anything we might fly into <laughs> no asteroids no black holes yeah you're you're in the atmosphere but i i think you're at a decent altitude all right let's see what we have here i'll pop open like the like a hatch underneath the uh, the console get down on my back and start digging around inside i was going to tell you what's broken but my computer is currently choking on that pdf oh no something something's broken want me to roll something random yeah sure if you've got it uh sure thing it's like uh let's find out uh i need to redirect the the verteron mm. actuator <laughs> uh i need to redirect the verteron actuator yeah you know easy uh give me a daring engineering difficulty one see that's the part i like can the shuttle help with itself i don't think in this case because the shuttle doesn't have an engineering crew. That's fair. Uh, Brandon, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you a threat for a third die, and then would either emergency repairs or troubleshooting as a focus apply? Yeah. I'm glad the difficulty was one. <laughs> I really miss having talents. Yeah. So I rolled an Four 18 and a 16, which were no good, because my target number on this is a 13. Fortunately, the other one I rolled is a two. Since a focus applies, I got two successes. Nice, nice. These sensors flicker back on, and they're working a little better than before. Lieutenant Kaylee can probably see what pops up on the sensor display before Commander Nadan is, is done. What the sensors pop up is a mass of life forms, some sort of uh, fauna, you would judge, closing in on a certain location in a what seems to be sort of a loose circle, almost. It's weird. It's weird behavior for random local fauna. All right, that should be it. Is it working? Yes, sensors are back online and... Oh, this is odd. It almost looks like some native fauna are closing in on something. Oh. N Nadan crawls back out, stands up, peers at the sensors. Take us in. Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. The Excursion, Part 4. Meanwhile, on the ground, the captain had ordered everybody into ambush positions. Nicole, would you like to have Captain Varel roll? I think probably a control command is what would happen here. Control command being you're, you're delivering precise instructions quickly and clearly. All right. Control 10, command 4. I do have a team dynamics focus. Would that apply? Sure, I'll take it. Okay. I'll say this one's just going to end up being a one. You're in a forest area. There's lots of stuff to hide behind. And I, I don't think I'm going to take any modifications. I'm just going to roll. Nice. Okay, a seven and a three, so two success. So that's one excess success. You uh, quickly you know, have everybody get into positions, offering guidance as needed. Can I get a description of the location we're currently occupying? You are on an upward sloping forest foothill there's a fair amount of shrubbery the the ground here is not so much undergrowth as rocky scree and the occasional large rock okay everly you have the best footing and the best weapon uh you take the highest point and she'll point up to where there's like you know a nice solid boulder that everly can position herself on Mozafar, keep an eye in this direction, and I will face the other way. Kai, just stay in between. Okay. Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. I would like to use the janky weapon as a potential explosive trap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, wherever like we know there's a signal coming in from, she's going to go prime it, but... Is there a way we can have it set to overload based on, like, Kai's tricorder signal? So you want it to be a remote mine rather than, like, a trip mine kind of situation? Yeah. First of all, we don't know quite what's coming yet. You don't know if you want to blow it up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that that would be a daring engineering. Okay. I'll say probably a three difficulty. Do you want me to take the lead on it or to assist? I would like an assist at least. So my daring's 11 and my engineering's 3, so I've got meter beat 14. Can I count survival as my focus in this? Because I'm kind of like working off my Hmm. instincts here. I think it might be a little bit of a stretch for survival. That's fine. What about jury rigging? Yes. Uh, I have it. You have jury rigging. Do you want to take the lead then? Up to you. You go ahead and take the lead, but I will assist. Okay, because yeah, I currently have a jury rigging focus courtesy of my walking encyclopedia talent. That's right. You did that already. Actually, because uh, I've worked on phasers previously in this mission, my testing a theory applies, so I'm automatically at three dice. Oh, nice. Yep, it's all coming together. All right, I'll do the assist roll. Uh, And I got a 12, so one success. Okay, and uh, Brandon, I'm going to go ahead and give you two threat as well for a fourth die all right i can live with that okay the focus sadly did not uh did not help but i did roll decent i've got four successes myself that's what five together then five successes against a three so you've got two excess quickly working together 
you pop open the phaser, which is already just all kinds of sort of messed up and, and practically just wants to be a bomb already and hook in a um, crude detonator out of its power cell linked to a specific signal pulse that the tricorder can send out. Do you want to bank the other two or create an advantage? You have three momentum in your pool so far. We can either hold on to them or maybe the advantage could be something like when this thing goes, it might create more of an obstruction. Maybe like I'll bring down a tree to help block the path or, or something else that might benefit us to help. Yeah, actually, that, that would be really nice. I like that. All right. So let's do it for that. Once the modifications are made, Kai is going to take her tricorder and uh, offer it out to Verity. No. Uh... You're going to know a lot better when the, when the right time to press it is. I'll tell you. Just keep a hold of it. Okay. As this is happening, Everly, having perched on the highest point, sees in the distance more of the badger creatures are moving through the forest towards the away team. Oh, and there's also some over there. Maybe in a circle-ish kind of formation. Mm, circle. Encroaching on it. Weird. So weird. Captain, uh... We're looking at being surrounded in a moment. We need to look alive here. Okay. We'll try to hold this position. If they are aggressive and attempt to overwhelm us, see if you can find a good retreat location. Yes, sir. You know, and I don't say this very often, Dr. Harcrow, you really find the best lighting. I mean, wherever you are. You know, you aren't the first person to have said that to me. It is just, uh, I guess, the natural highlights of my hair. So you get a lot of compliments from women, right? I mean, for scientific curiosity, how do you manage this? Very gracefully. Locke tries to improve his posture. <laughs> that is a good start. Which of you is operating the sensors? It's a reason science roll. Reason science, you're looking at a 13. Well, I've got 11, so how about you do that? All right. That's probably better for me than flying because his con's only a one. Three cons, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be in charge of flying. Okay. All right, Brad, give me a reason science. This one's just going to be a two difficulty because your shuttle does not have the temperamental complication that the <laughs> Ramsey does or did. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So Locke sneezed all over the shuttle and then gave it to us. <laughs> you know what? I was feeling bad about all the gold stars I took. I don't feel <laughs> bad at all anymore. And Nicole, if you want to roll for the shuttle, it's a, it's a seven is what you're trying to get under. It's not okay. great, but you know. All right, I rolled a nine, so no help from Locke, as usual. Oh, that's really bad for this, too, because I have no successes. Go be team! But since it's a having trouble land, of course, Hawkrow is giving a advice on how to appease whoever you prefer. Well, there's, there's no one specifically. No, no one specific. We're going to call in 
we've got something over here. We're going to check it out. A whole bunch of animals are circling something. Well, that's more than what we have, so that sounds like we should take a look at that. Agreed. Then get over here. On the ground, creatures are encroaching on the away team. Razum's looking around. He doesn't have a weapon, really. But he's looking at these boulders, wondering if we can get them rolling down the hill, possibly to cause some sort of problem for these creatures coming at us. I'll take that as a thing that looks possible. Sure, you see a large boulder that looks large enough to be dangerous, while also being small enough that you think you can move it, or at least get it moving. So Mozafar runs over there. It's probably fitness security. I think I can I can see possible ways you might convince me on something else, but fitness security, if you're just like throwing yourself against it, pushing. That's pretty much what I'm going to be doing. I don't see anything else other than possibly calling over for Kai to come over and help, or the captain. I'll take this, and then she'll go over and help. A fitness security from you two? I'm going to say this one is like a, how big a boulder is it? Let's find out. It is too difficulty. Uh, for the assist, my goal or my target number is 13. And I got an 11, so one success. Good. My target was 12, and I have one success as well. Mozafar and Varel put their backs into it to get one of these big boulders rolling down the hill. And with one more heave, they send this huge stone going down the slope, sort of bouncing in a terrifying trajectory. Some of the badger creatures scatter in in front of it so that they don't get run down. A few get knocked off their feet. The boulder also takes a lot of smaller rocks and gravel down the slope with it, upending some of the badger creatures and sending them back to the bottom of the slope. It looks like you probably didn't kill any of them or anything, but you definitely slowed some of them down and scattered this group of them. Everly is looking for a potential retreat vector. Um, go ahead and give me an insight security, I think, Leah. Insight security. Or what's my difficulty? Just the two? I'm going to say it's actually rolling against somebody else's reason command. Oh, who's this? Who's this mysterious somebody else? Okay. Can I get a threat momentum check, please? There are three momentum and six threat, though I think I am spending one of the threat to add a third die to the somebody else. So that's a 15 for me. You just bought a third die. I'm going to also, I'm going to give you back that threat that you just took to get a third die. Works for me. No stink dice. Ooh. I have a focus of escape and avoidance. Does that count? Sure. Cool. Then I have three successes, but one of them is below my security number. So that means four success? Exactly. Uh, and that means you have beaten me by two successes. Oh, thank God. So while the captain and the commander are pushing a rock and Kai is who knows what, Everly assesses the situation quickly from her perch and sees that, yeah, they have a certain numbers advantage, but you'd hesitate to call what they're doing tactics much beyond that. And there's definitely a few gaps you can exploit if you want to try to slip out of the uh, this ring that is closing in on you. So you've got two momentum, basically. Would you like to bank it? Would you like to use it to do something particular? Hmm. 
you like to like use it to obtain information. Nicole, you waved your hand like you were like, Ooh. I'm very expressive. Uh, I, I was going to suggest uh, creating an, an advantage, but the obtain information would be really nice to know a little bit more about what's actually going on. Yeah, I agree with that. I've not done an obtain information, but I that's just like asking a question. Yep, it costs one momentum, and you ask me a question, which I have to answer honestly, if not necessarily completely. Outside of who's controlling the army of badger folk, I can't think of anything else that would make sense to ask. I think that's a good, a good obtain information question. Then I'm going with that. All right, so question is, who's controlling the badger folk army? You can definitely tell that... They are being controlled by somebody of certainly more than animal intelligence. Although you would say not a particularly gifted tactician, but someone is definitely pulling their strings and it's someone with some some intent to hem you in. So literally trapping us appears to be the, the sole goal of what's going on here. Yes, you do not get the vibe that they want to kill you. That's nice. Because they probably could be more aggressive about it if that if that sense. were the case. Do we want to know if it would be possible to interface with the psionic collar? That's interesting. I feel like it's it's less the can we and more the how might be might be more the question because guys yeah, so we can manage to do that and have some sort of control that would be huge for us right now. Do we want to ask like how do we interface with the psionic collar? I think that's actually a really interesting idea. I think that's interesting to play. And also, like, as an empath, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's narratively easier to operate it. So, yeah, let's go with that. Like, let's see if there's a way. I would like a yellow book that says a guide for dummies on psionic collars. If you possessed a transmitter of the type that the collars contain and boosted the signal with probably, you know, like a Starfleet tricorder you may be able to do it. And by you might be able to do it. I really specifically mean Everly might be able to do it um, because you have empathic abilities. We're being foxed in and we can't fight everybody, but if we have one of those colors, I think I think I can use the psionic device in it to stop this. So we need another color. Um, I dropped the one we had before because I, I thought we might have been able to be tracked through it. Shoot. Uh, How far back was it that you dropped the collar? Better yet, uh, Mozafar, there's a, there's several collars approaching us. <laughs> On little right, well, Captain, you get the last one. But uh, you and me go, and together we'll work and get a, a collar off of one of them. I bet I can get one before you can. No doubt. <laughs> it's like you're not even trying, Mozafar. Come on. <laughs> and I think the two of them can take off running. That could be very dangerous, Ensign. Are you sure you want to try it? It's already dangerous. Yes. Okay. So the thing I would have been doing while they were doing the other stuff, I don't know if I would have time for this, but I actually wanted to see if I could find a sign of one of those invisible cameras. Oh, um, hmm. Give me a uh, reason science. I'll say that with the tricorder, it's a two. Because you've seen one before, 
you have a pretty good sense of what his technology is. Some of that technology is specifically to kind of make it harder to detect, but you can be systematic about trying to overcome that. That's a good call. All right. I'm going to give you a threat, Brandon. Hooray. Uh, No focuses are going to apply today, but I've got three successes. You find one in a nearby tree. Uh, So Kai is going to cross over to where Everly is, pass through the collar in the tricorder, and say, tricorder is also the only way we can signal the captain's bomb, so don't lose this. I won't. Do you still have your phaser on you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Phaser's in hand. Why don't you shoot... And uh, like, if you have your hand on your phaser, Kai's going to like try to guide your hand up like right there, <laughs> point very emphatically at the spot in the tree where the camera is. Uh, can I fire off a quick shot? Absolutely. Uh, just uh, control plus security, too. I'm not I'm not so jazzed to to give him more threat at this point in time. Or am I? Yeah, let's give you one more threat. Why the hell not? Yeah, why not? Eleven and a four. Yeah, I'm. That's that'll <laughs> look out. Milestone spending. Uh, do you you get the two successes you need? Yes. You expertly take aim and fire where Kai is pointing, and you see the pop and sizzle of something mechanical getting melted by a phaser. Everly's gonna just go. Well, that was satisfying. Perhaps alerted by the phaser fire, a moment later, a Starfleet shuttle flies over the area, but only only briefly. It seems Endeavor is looking for the away team. Maybe fire your phaser into the air, signal them? I could use the explosion. I could also do that. Alright, uh, so Kai will then pull open the tricorder. Hit the button. The janky, uncomfortably hot bomb jury-rigged phaser, which was a Chekhov's gun if ever I saw one, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> explodes turning a a small area in this forest into a brilliant fireball probably it didn't really catch any of the creatures yet like it's it wouldn't wasn't an opportune time for that tactical purpose but it sure is visible from the air in fact about now both shuttles are near enough by that when that explosion happens it it is like very visible captain I think our ride is here. I can see that, Kai. Thank you. Uh, Mozafar and Varel. Let's see if you can get some callers. Because you don't have any way to talk to the shuttles right now. And the fact that you are not already dematerializing means they probably can't quite pick you up yet. Basically, I just like to, to, to pick one good target and then have both of us team up to try to grab it. Oh, Red. I like this idea. Yes. I assume maybe you want to choose like one of the ones that was thrown off a bit by the boulder. Yeah, or one of ones that's sort of isolated from the rest, so they can't really like come and help. Yeah, I'll say the um the the rock slide that you created did kind of scatter some of them, leaving one of the creatures relatively open to attack. I don't know if good old Kowalski recommended you because of your aim, but how about you try distracting that one? I'm going to um. Sneak up behind it and grab the collar. Good plan, Captain. All right. So Mozafar goes out there and starts to yell at it, takes a sling that he has here and aims at it with a sling bolt and while yelling at it. Okay. Control security. This is also a two. He's not behind cover or anything. 
not necessarily trying to hit it, just trying to get close. Let's see, control security is 13 is my target, and I have two successes at two. Nice. Cool. And since you're trying to distract, you load a rock into the slingshot and hit the bridge of its nose, and then it kind of paws a little at that and then glares at you like, don't you see my enormous claws? What are you doing, strange creature? Yeah, come on, you ugly badger. Rude. And then it comes on and rushes at you. Uh, I am going to do an attack v Mozafar. So this is uh, our, our daring security opposed to each other. Um, I am going to spend one threat to make this a lethal attack. I knew you were going to say that. And three more threats to add two dice to my roll. Oh my god. Brandon really wants to put Dr. Harcrow to work. That's what I'm hearing. He does. He's here. I feel like Mozavar has taken some heck, like, wicked big hits. So I am going to use one of our momentum to add another dice. There's two in the pool, which means you have enough to avoid an injury if you have to. Well, I have two successes. I have four. Oh. How much momentum do we have? Two. That's enough, right? To avoid an injury? So you're looking at five stress. Oof, duh. And because it's five or more taken at once, that does become an injury. And if you do not avoid it and the injury is not treated by the end of the scene, you die. So you might want to avoid it. That costs two momentum. Eat those momentum. Yeah, I guess so. We'll use the two momentum to avoid the injury. You do still take the damage. You just don't take the injury part of the effect. Yeah, so this uh, badger thing like charges Mozafar and slashes what is very nearly a deep and probably very lethal attack. It moves remarkably fast, considering its size. Captain Varel? Uh, I'm going to uh, feel guilty that I made Mozafar the bait. Mm-hmm. But I am going to be bold and brave and perhaps courageous. And jump on the creature's back and try to rip the collar off. All right, give me a daring security. Our red shirts are looking. I guess you're using a value given, given you just mentioned it by name. Yes, yeah, and I am uh, using my determination to call one of my values into play. Okay. All right. So. And uh, just, we know that you said it, but for the listeners. For the listeners, my value is. Be bold, be brave, be courageous. I am, uh, this is opposed with it. Uh, I am using one threat to give myself a third die. I will also give you a threat for a third die. Okay, actually, that looks great. A five, a five, and a ten. So five successes altogether. Nice. All right, you got him by one. You come flying out of whatever little hiding spot you had found, jump on this thing's back, and as it starts to try like slash at you and get you off, you're able to disconnect the collar. I'll just, I'll just toss it and tell him, get this to Everly. <laughs> as he's bleeding out. Yeah. That's another tunic ruined. With the captain occupying the badger thing, Mozafar can fling this thing to Everly. Everly? I guess I'll, I'll cover you. And Kai is going to offer out the tricorder and have her 
other hand open to possibly accept the the one working phaser. Aim well. <laughs> okay. Swapsies. Safety's off, right? <laughs> yeah. No safety. Just swapsies. Okay. As before, Everly is feeling just general like hostility coming from these things. But what emotion does Everly want to transmit? Since she's an empath, not a telepath, you, yeah. you operate with emotions, not thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think calm, I think, is the only way. Cal- like, yeah, calm, I think, is the only thing that makes sense to me right here. Sure. Now, doesn't that mean Everly needs to feel calm? Hmm, that's a good point. Does it, though? <laughs> no, you know what? Let's go with calm and, like... Like if she knows that's the thing that she needs to feel, she's just going to get there. And she trusts her crew with her. Okay. Like Kai's got the phaser, like everybody's doing their roles. So totally. I think she can get there. I think this is, I will say, either a control or presence plus command. I will take presence. So it's kind of it kind of depends on whether you're more like mental discipline or like putting yourself out in the world kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm going to say that the difficulty on this one is because of your Betazoid heritage giving you a little bit of a leg up. I'm going to say it's still a four because this is not easy. Wow. I would recommend considering if there's any values you might be able to make use of. I've literally only ever used one value and it's the only value that would like I could finagle into working here, which seems cheating. Eh, th- that happens sometimes. Certain values pop up more for, or more useful for different situations. I know, it just feels like lame to use the same thing three times. Well, you're also, um, you have like the let's see what's out there value. You know, you are about to take on a, like do something you've never done before. You're leaping. You know, yeah. you're you're oh. about to psionically talk to some badgers. I this like is exploration that. at its finest. Yeah, totally. It is exploration. Oh, I'm so glad you're here to look at this. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. Can I do that? Totally. I will absolutely accept that. So I automatically have two. Two out of the four you need. Out of the four I need. I am absolutely going to give you a threat. Fair enough. Which gives you how many threat? Five total. Do you have any focuses? I don't think deception works here. I think I would take behavioral analysis. Would you? I think so. Because you already had the insight that somebody's controlling the creatures. Yes. I feel like I can rationalize that Everly is operating from a point of, you know, some of that expertise coming into play. That's great. You're a benevolent GM. And also, like, the reason that Everly has these focuses is because she wanted, the like, the Sherlock Holmes side of that to help in security so like i kind of like that for her character as well so i'm gonna roll three dice presence and command which is a 10 and a three Whoa. okay i i did not roll the three but i do have a 13 and a nine which is two successes and then the two for the value all right by the skin of our teeth literally scene everly takes that moment to to kind of you know reflect on on this is this is how starfleet works this is a lot of very talented people doing hard stuff but doing hard stuff well and so she's able to compose herself and and for a moment let 
the everything, not stress her out um, and just focus on the job that she knows she needs to do. This wave of calm passes through all of the badger creatures, even the one that is like trying to get Varel off of its back kind of shrugs and settles down a little bit. This is now a hug uh, situation. Yeah, the others <laughs> stop their advance. They kind of start to more mill about like they're just animals going about stuff. Everything is momentarily okay. And then a voice calls out, All right, all right, you've got me this time. I admit it. And walking like through the crater that the phaser made, because an alien of a species that you don't immediately recognize, they look, or their head is sort of almost pterodactyl-like, and they're wearing long robes that maybe can suggest almost wing shapes. Fine. Fine. This is all done. You've got it. I give. Who are you? Ah. Well, as I understand, you're newcomers to this area of space. I, my esteemed guests, am Bayzad. I'm something of a numbers man. My patrons, members of a larger group, you may know, the Swarm, wanted more information on the four of you. He taps a small, like, wrist device of some kind in a hologram of like essentially security camera footage from when the four of you visited like, like chancellor echoes embassy essentially you know appears in the air we were able to get decent scans of your biology when you visited but obviously that's only a small piece i must say of everybody that i've ever tested this is a different solution and what were the general results previously this is not a test you pass or fail this is a test in which i gather data to fill in myriad variables it's all very no no i've taken a few of those in my time that's fine i presume that you know who we are well of course i was given everything i needed to know to begin with my mathematical models and now that i have seen how you react in a variety of exceptional situations, I'm able to make my models ever more complex. They're very precise. You see, this planet, mathematically speaking, is solved. That's why it makes such a good testing ground. I can't say that I'm a fan of your equations. Are we free to leave? <sighs> yes, I suppose at this point. Hmm. I do wish I could examine the three of you a little further because I don't have any data on your species, but I think you provide me with at least a little bit of a baseline. I can make some inferences what parts are your species dispositions and what parts are individual impulses. The three? Oh, yes, those three. The, those three? What about me? Oh, I already had your baseline. Of course. This is already far more than I normally interact with my subjects. So I must bid you, sadly, adieu. 
Wait. My my baseline. Yes. What's my species called? You can't really put names in equations. Then a formula. Mm, I have reams of data on my ship, but that's it's really not for outsiders. We're willing to trade some information. <laughs> you don't understand, Captain. Captain, right? This is not a negotiation. Now, again, I applaud your ingenuity, and I wish you safe travels, at least. Well, <laughs> because if you if you don't have safe travels, then all of this work is for nothing. Then we don't need to know anything about you. There, uh, nothing is going to happen with this, but there, we do have a shot of um, of Kai's webbed hand as it squeezes a little bit tighter on the phaser, and she just like start to lift it before just letting it go and letting it clatter to the ground before she even points it at him. He sees it, chuckles, then flickers and disappears, leaving behind a hovering hollow projector kind of device. If uh, nobody else does, Varel will pick up the phaser and shoot the hollow projector. The crew of the shuttles um, beam down a moment later. The uh, scattering field that was making transporters and sensors and stuff difficult to deal with having abruptly gone away. Dr. Harcrow hypos everybody. And very soon after he does, your memories start to flood back of, you know, beaming down for a routine sort of exploration of the ruins on this planet and you know, each of you having a moment of kind of being caught off guard by something. Much of what's happened to you over the last few days becomes much clearer. And you realize just how much time has passed. You've been out here for like three days and you're tired and sore, which you already knew, but now it has more context. Fortunately, though, you can now beam back to Endeavor. Screen wipe to um, you've beamed back aboard. You've gotten like a checkup and a shower and a good night's rest in your own bed. We find Commander Mozafar in the ready room. Not the captain's ready room, but the amusingly named crew lounge of Endeavor. Tables are scattered around the lounge. There's a bar at one side. Crew members can be seen eating meals or playing a few games. So... What's Mozafar up to in the ready room? I would think that he'd probably at this point actually be drinking, and he's sort of off on his own, not being very social. Imagine him sort of standing there, sort of leaned up against the bar a little bit, definitely favoring where he's been injured a little bit there, too. And with your empath powers, you'd probably tell he's not feeling real good. That's fair. You got a big ouchie, buddy. If you're just chilling, then I think Everly would just walk in. I would say she's actively seeking out the commander. This is not as she also went in to get a drink, although she probably would be going in to get a drink, too. And sees the commander and approaches him and just says, Commander, how are you feeling? 
Ah, incidentally, doing better than it was yesterday. That's good. Same, if that matters. That's good. It's good. Went through a lot the past few days. <laughs> to say the least, Commander, thank you. For what? For helping on the planet in multiple ways. I seem to recall you saving me more times than I did anything for you. Should be thanking you. That's what the security commission's for, sir. But um, next time, maybe try not to get slashed so badly by a big badger. Well, Henson, honestly, I didn't spend much time in combat training. Not my forte. <laughs> well, it is mine, sir, so... I'll make sure to keep an eye on you. Well, thank you. You performed well. Quite impressive. She doesn't do compliments very well, so she just kind of nodded. Nodded. Nodded is a verb. Just kind of nods. And then, like, orders a drink and maybe, like, chills. So where I think I'm going to set our scene, Nicole, is uh, we're on the holodeck, and we see... In an Olympic-sized pool filled with water. Camera is currently panned overhead, and we can see Kai gracefully moving from one side to the other in just a mere moments, her long webbed feet barely having the kick. And that's when the holodeck doors open up. When you surface on one end, uh, your head breaks the water, and you, you look up there's a, a towel being offered and, and a hand as well to pull you out. Kai accepts it, both the towel and the hand, and gets up out of the water. Still getting that um, workout in. I'm impressed. It's not really much of a workout, but I felt like getting back in the water. Are we, um... And you could just see, like, the complete does not know how to handle this situation. So memory loss, that's going to make for a very interesting um, report. To Back to Starfleet, right? They actually have a, uh, a drag and drop for that. It's fine. Kai. Yes, do you, do you need me to do something, Captain? Look, that was not fair to be teased that way, and... Whoever that analyst was, I, I don't think that's the last time we're going to see them, so. Verity? It's okay. Is it disappointing not to get more? Sure. But the way I prefer to look at it is I know more than I did before. I know that they're out here. That... At least they existed. Maybe they still are. Maybe they're not even that far away if the swarm has statistics on them. Maybe maybe they're just the next star system over. If they're out here, we will find them. I know. But we also have jobs to do first. And, uh... Well, that'd be more of a bonus 
if uh, if the opportunity comes. I'm okay, really. Are you gonna let your family know? Oh no, 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 not not yeah. It's it's something, but don't get me wrong. It's not like a lie. If we find that planet or get a name or meet another member, then then sure, I'll I'll let them know. But right now. Well, honestly, I think I'm the only one who um, really cares to look right now. And uh, there's no need to burden them just yet. Okay, well, we move forward. Are you going to go back to swimming now? No, I think I think I've had enough of the water right now. Besides, I still have so much data to review. No, 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 no. I have a program we're gonna we're gonna try. I just got the latest update for uh, Dark Matter Shadows, and I think you need to reprise that role of Victoria Winters. Uh, all right, let me get the draft. I think um, this will be the other ready room, the captain's ready room, and for for once, Vrel is just like kicked back on that lounge couch, uh, holding up a, a book, and it, it's a digital copy. It's not a. So you hear the poop poop, the door's going off. Enter, uh, and Everly walks in, and it is not at all disguised that she is like super uh like kicked puppy as she walks in the door she knows she did a not great and feels bad about it uh judging by your face i'm guessing Locke was tampering with your replicator again oh <laughs> um you're not wrong, Captain, but that's that's not why I'm here. Um, I apologize. Just just a moment of your time. I have to I have to apologize for lying to you. <laughs> the pad goes down. Was there something specific you were lying about? Yes, sir. And I, uh, t- t- to qualify, I would, I would never lie in a way that would interfere with my duty. This is of a purely personal nature, and I am a Starfleet officer and a full-grown adult, and I do not need my parents' permission to come and work and be a part of Starfleet. But I have to admit that my parents do not know that I am in Starfleet currently commissioned and they certainly do not know that I am an entirely new section of space and so therefore Captain you are going to get potentially a very interesting response to your message I see well I suppose they did not know they do now I understand that um, my name is Verity Verity 
but it's not that I have a particular affiliation with that virtue. I'm not going to pry into your your personal business, Everly. That's just not my style. I appreciate that. That said, if something does interfere professionally from any avenue, I would like to know about it, and if you do need some help, I can't say my door's always open, Mozafar's perhaps, but if you do need some help, I'm here as well. I appreciate that as well, Captain. Thank you. No. It won't ever interfere professionally. I just... I just wanted to tell you. I think you'd be a little surprised about how much family can lead into your professional life. Did I ever tell you that my grandfather used to be a senator? Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omen's Call, which can be found at Omen's Call Pod on Twitter or at omenscall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out mischiefmedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at completenight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there.